0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Montel Weekly Podcast, bringing you energy matters in an informal setting. This week, we turn to Finland. The country has long had a relationship with its large eastern neighbor, but sadly, those links have been severed following Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February. Like many countries, Finland faces a tough winter, with many market participants hoping for the operational startup of the much-delayed Olkoluto-3 nuclear reactor. Helping me, Richard Sveresen, to discuss the coming winter in Finland, the Nordic region, and much more, is Jukka Rusanen, the CEO of Finland's TSO FinGrid. A warm welcome to you, Jukka. Thank you. Jukka, let's start by looking back a bit. You've been in the market for many, many years. Can you talk about a little bit about your relationship with Russia and how that's changed? Sort of, obviously, it's changed very dramatically this year, but before then, you know, things were, were fairly good, were they not?
1: Yeah you are you are right and 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 Finland has had a very long relationship of of importing electricity from Russia and, and it used to be in the old style that, 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 that the big Finnish energy company make, make a bilateral deal with Russia and then, then electricity was imported. And then, then also there were the, the, the big ones. But now during my time, for example, in Fingrid Fingri that started in so we developed very innovative solutions of, of trading between the European Union and Russia with two very different kinds of market rules. And and, and that was very interesting work and and the cooperation was was excellent. And we were able sort of what what we call now couple two very different kinds of market designs, Uh, the Russian market design with the European Union market design, and and we work with that very well. Also, the the, the reliability of of the imports and, 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 and the connections to Russia have been excellent. So this was quite a disappointment. Now, now that this war started, and and then we had to close that connection.
0: So you had a very close commercial relationship, as well as you must have had the the close
1: personal ties as well with with people on the other side of the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you you are you are right. So it was very strong, sort of commercially, very good understanding of where we are going, and and also sort of the human side of of, of the connection. So a lot of good friends out out there during those times in the operations, in the planning and and in, in the market development. Also by myself as well. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a it's a sad state of affairs as well. Had you know before February,
0: had you made any plans for the future in terms of increasing uh, connectivity with with the Russian grid?
1: Actually, there was a plan on the Russian side because because most of this infrastructure is is on the Russian side. So there were plans and and, and we were looking at at that together and actually made made market simulations, which was sort of. Quite a new idea in in Russia to make market simulations when you develop develop the infrastructure, but those discussions were were in place already then. And of course, we we were looking forward to develop the, the market rules that we had in between. Mm. And I mean, yeah. So it's, that's obviously sadly all come to
0: an abrupt stop. Um, you've talked. I'd like to bring the discussion in uh, into the to the short term, really, the the coming winter. You were, you know, maybe quite unprecedented. Gave a warning in autumn, um, warning your, you know, Finnish citizens and and the wider market of the potential risks um, of a blackout or or rolling blackouts. Or could you could you go into a
1: few more details here, Jukka? What 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 is what are your main concerns? Yeah. First time ever I have been thinking about next winter during my summer holidays, and, and, and I was spending hours and hours with media discussing about next winter's situation. So first time ever, and then then we have we have been building building analysis of of next winter in in, in Fingrid, and also talked a lot with our neighbour TSOs because they know, know their situation the best. And and actually there are, if you think about the uncertainties are are very, 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 very big, but there are three points that I have wanted to take up. It's the timetable of Olkiluoto 3. It's a huge project and you never know. And you have to take that risk into account in your in your calculations. Then there is the situation in Sweden because we have heard very sort of negative news and and, and Svenska Kraftnet is, is doing the analysis in Sweden and especially the southern part of Sweden might be very, very tight w- during the winter time. So perhaps we don't even get any electricity from southern Sweden. We are used to import a lot, but but you never know another uncertainty. And then point number three, which is actually the biggest when you think about the uncertainties, as, as, that's weather. Wind, rain, uh, temperature, which are driving both consumption and, and uh, demand and, and then the supply side. Finland is going to have something like 5000 megawatts of wind power when, when, we, when we go to next winter. But that can be close to zero or almost to maximum. And then the Finnish peak demand is 15,000 megawatts. So, so that's like one third. And, and, and then you can imagine how big variation there is. Also then the temperature, if it's minus 25, then it's 15,000. I mean, 10 degrees less and, and, and then it's uh, 1,500 1, megawatts. It's one nuclear power plant. So the variation is very big. But when you have these uncertainties and and, 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 and then we decided when we made all this analysis in Fingrid during during August, that now we have to take our responsibility and and, and inform the society that there is a risk that we get out of electricity or, or these forced outages, rotating blackouts or whatever you want to call them next winter. So the society has to be prepared. I mean, there are forecasts that say, say that nothing happens and then we get out of it. But there is now a bigger risk than ever that we have to go to these rolling, rolling, rolling forced outages in Finland as well. Mm. So I'd
0: like to return to that in a bit, but also you've lost the, the Russian imports, which was what, 1,400 megawatts as well. So that's a sizable chunk, which obviously increases the capacity squeeze, uh, does
1: it yeah, not? Yeah, that's the size of, almost the size of all kilowatt or 3, which is one of the mu- biggest power plants in the world. <laughs> mm. Absolutely, and the much delayed... Uh, much you know, delayed as well. Yeah, yeah. so it's, over what, it's nearly... Uh, 15 years delayed, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and also during this period, when we heard about the war, Fingrid first reacted that, no problem, kilo 3 will replace it because that was supposed to come online during the summertime. It didn't, and now it's delayed up to December. So you never know, two months, three months delay, and then winter is over. We don't have that in operation. And of course, when we think about risk, we have to take that into account in our calculations. Absolutely. I think, you know,
0: if you're very lucky uh, with Oculuto coming online exactly when it's currently scheduled to come on it and you have a mild winter uh, and with a lot of winds, then then the situation is saved. But the worst case scenario uh, you
1: highlighted is, is a rolling blackout and, and potentially blackout in Helsinki? Not, not a blackout in Helsinki, but, but what we are going to do in, in, in that situation is that the distribution companies get instructions from us about the, the amount that they have to restrict consumption. And then they do it in their own areas by, by having rotating blackouts. So there will be not, not a Helsinki blackout, but parts of Helsinki at the time and on a rotating basis. And, and it's good that, that we do it in the distribution grids because they have the best local knowledge. They know the, the critical critical customers and and, and consumers in in their grids. And the grids are very, very different in Finland. I mean, Helsinki grid is very different from rural grids. So, So they know best how to handle it. So FinGrid is orchestrating it, giving instructions, how much capacity to take away and then Practically, it's the distribution companies who are going to do this. Absolutely.
0: What, what kind of preparations would you like to see uh, being put in place, and are they already there,
1: uh, Jukka? Yeah, you know, there, there should be. I mean, everything should be ready because you never know when a blackout comes. But now that we see them, see them, so we have been also training them. But we have to go through all the processes now in detail. And 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 normally, when 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 this happens, it it is something like. We have to make an outage for two hours for the peak periods, and that's it. But now there is even a scenario that, that this will continue the whole day and, and many days. So, so now we are, we are working very tightly together with the distribution companies to see that everything is in place and also that we are not just doing it, but we are communicating it in a way that the consumers understand beforehand so that they can be prepared. If you are out of electricity for two hours and you know that well in advance, it doesn't hit you as much as if it comes as a surprise. So we have to also here think about serving the society in the best possible way. And that's ultimately your responsibility,
0: isn't it, Jukka? Keeping the lights on. This is quite a heavy burden to bear. You know, um your shoulders must be very strong, <laughs> you in <current> this time. <laughs> they should be, yes. yes, yes, yes. So so it's not I mean, you know, you think of uh it's more than just asking big power consu- consumers to, to, to lower their consumption or turn off production. It's, it's as you say, distribution companies asking consumers uh, to then to, to, to be prepared. Yeah, that's something. the
1: final measure when we go to, to this forced outages. So before that, we do everything that we can. We inform and, and we have started to inform and we see already people and companies preparing and we hope that the consumption will decrease with these sort of measures Uh, from from this information. And if the situation is tight, we are going to inform first and then follow what is actually happening for the demand. So if we can do this on on a voluntary basis, then then we might, I mean, succeed even with that. Finns are very motivated to take care of this country. Okay, that's that's, that's very good to hear. Very reassuring.
0: I I sometimes miss a kind of What's it, you know, you, when you look back at certain periods of time, you had a sort of public education uh, announcements uh, about, you know, certain, you know, uh, whatever, maybe public health or in terms of, you know, in the worst case, and in the Cold War preparing for, for a nuclear attack or something. But I see at the moment, there's very little, um, certainly where I live in Norway, that, that urging people to to cut back on their energy use.
1: Is the is situation different in Finland? Yes, it is different. And we, as I said, that, that we, are now, we have now started and Fingrid is involved, but of course this is not not us doing it, but, but authorities. And now there is a lot of information, campaigns, and I also see that, that, that the media has in Finland has now activated. They make, they make excellent articles about electricity. They make excellent articles of what a normal person can do to help this situation, showing that we are in the same boat. I mean, if I can reduce my electricity, I also help you. And this should be, we are in the middle of an energy war. And we have to fight together. Mm. Absolutely, we're all in this together, as you say. Absolutely. The other
0: aspect, I mean, so the critical period is the coming winter. After, so from twenty twenty three onwards, maybe it's a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more more eased. Would that be correct
1: in a, in a correct assumption, Yuka? This is how how it seems that that next winter. Of course, we have to pre pre be prepared whatever happens. But it seems that it. It's easier than than after that. We get more generation, and and the uh, situation is Europe seems to that that, uh, and we hope that 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 is not as tight as it is next winter. So everything is helping. So everything is pointing that that after next winter it it will be easier. Mm. Fingers crossed, I think. There and I think yeah, I, fingers <laughs> crossed, Oscar. Cross?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think we again, you know, we often return to in this podcast thinking, uh, fingers crossed for a mild winter as well. But um. If I look at the capacity situation in Finland, you'll have no strategic capacity reserve in Finland. But but from what I read in in the media,
1: this shouldn't be a problem for security supply. Is why is that the case, Jukka? We used to have 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 this this, this uh, strategic reserves. But, but now, now uh, I mean, uh, uh, this, this offer from, from, from the generation company, Fortum, didn't go through because the, the authority couldn't accept it. But uh, how I see it, and we have also, also informed it, that Fingrid's opinion is that, that now all the capacity should be uh, available in the free market because the rules for strategic uh, reserves today are so tight and and, and, and that that the price has to be 4000 euros or something like that. It's sort of the final resource that you can use. So it's much better than because this is about coal condens. It's much better that, that this coal condensed capacity is now available for market. It's transparent. It's coming online much before than, than 4,000 uh, 4, euros per megawatt hour. So, so I think that, that I mean, in, in a sense, the idea of, of the strategic reserves, which was probably good 10 years ago, I think that's gone. Okay, that's interesting. So you think it should all be in the market? Should yes. we we'll be bidding in into the spots. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And 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 those power plants that that uh, that we have had in this strategic reserve are, are those mainly coal condensed power plants that otherwise should have been closed down. So so I think it was it was sort of well, I mean you could understand why why we had it, but but going forward not anymore. And, and and i I feel that that anyway we, we need backup for for periods when we don 't have wind power we need backup when we lose all kilo or three during winter time, so we need controllable generation in this country, and that controllable generation is also the reserve for for cold winters mm. so what would your advice
0: be to to Finnish
1: politicians at the moment? Um... Uh, from from that point of, I think the investments are going, I mean fine. don't don't intervene. Help them to do it, Help them in their permitting processes. but it's coming with private money, no subsidies, we are, building the grids more than ever much more than ever we we have a lot of project in wind power generation we have a lot of project now starting with the electrification but probably think about about, about this uh, generation that is i mean the risks of investing are very big for for this backup capacity i mean flexible capacity don't pay for every megawatt but but pay for for megawatts that are controllable and and, and that can support the system. So I would start to test this kind of an auction for that kind of a capacity and see how that then starts up, like we did for wind power 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So auctions for flexible capacity? Auctions for flexible, but only for flexible, not for every capacity, for new flexible capacity. So what do you mean by new flexible then, would you say? Uh, I mean, uh, technology neutral, but but, uh, those that can back up uh, periods of low wind, those can can back up uh, periods of low nuclear availability, outages for nuclear power plants. I mean, an outage in uh, Olkiloto 3, 1,600 megawatts in Finland, that's huge. And and probably it's the same backup capacity that we, we need and can use. People only talk about periods of low wind. Few people say that we have a problem if we lose nuclear power plants. Mm-hmm. If, the, if a plant trips in the middle if of the February. If the plant trips, if there is a, a, a longer period of outage during winter time, it's more than 10% out of the peak capacity away from generation. Mm-hmm. So you need, you need um, very short term and, and
0: immediate short term as well as, um, so we're thinking capacity in terms of you know, batteries uh, on, a, on a small and large scale, for example. That kind uh,
1: of. I, I, I'm not that worried about this very short short sort of controllable. I mean, batteries are, are coming and even, even some of them are, are connecting to Fingrid's grid already, and they sell this flexibility to reserve market very short term, but I mean, a, a little bit longer period, days of low wind, even, even week of low wind, a week of, of uh, Finland without, without big nuclear power plants. So so it's, it's this longer period. The shorter one comes, and also the shorter one comes from, from demand flexibility. We have a, a very electrified country as, as the Nordic countries are. We have heating, and heating is very well controllable and fast. Demand is the fastest to control. No generation can, can compete. Batteries are fast. So that, I, I think that's okay, and, and, and we have a market for them. It's our reserve market, and they are participating and earning good money from, from those markets. But the next step, I mean, days or even even week or, or, or more, nobody is investing in that at the moment because the risks are so high. And you don't know because that sort of profitability is, is based sort of on, on, on volatility. And if you have to invest on that, perhaps we would need some push now, now from the government for that kind of a capacity. And if we can solve that, we have solved most of the problems that we see going forward. Absolutely.
0: Although, you know, you could argue that the market signals would, should be providing or the market prices should be providing the signals for such investments.
1: Uh, you you are right. But but then we also also t- now we are discussing about the various kinds of price caps and so forth. So so whatever it is, I have n- never been in favor of, of capa- any kinds of capacity markets because that's Sort of just a subsidy for somebody, and, and they take it from my pockets. <laughs> the money goes to the generators. So you have have to justify very well if you go into that kind of a model.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, the the Nordic region is is very well known for it. It's you know. Uh, cooperation for example between TSOs. So the relationships between the Swedzka Kraftnet and Startnet and, 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 and Fingrid and Energinet are are very good, are they not? And but there are some moves and I don't think I can point the finger at TSOs here, but within the policy making or within politicians, within governments, we heard noises from from Norway, for example, that it could potentially cut exports. How how worried are you about these these kind of uh Measures or these kind of proposals.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, politics is, is is an issue because I mean, like Finland is going to have elections next spring, and I'm a bit worried that that some 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 people are trying to use this this situation for their own benefit. So so and 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 that's not not very good. So so uh, I think that the the industry can work with one voice. I mean, whether you are a generator or end user of electricity, whether you are a TSO, we see that we have the march together. And now, now we are fighting, fighting in this war together. But then politicians might want to collect points. And, 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 and that, that's not very good. I mean, if Norway says, Southern Norway, that we are not going to export, why should they then import at the moment? I mean, then, then it would be totally closed Norway and And, and we, no country can survive this development, even going forward. No country. When we put more renewables in, we have more variation. So we have to build even better trust among ourselves going forward. And trust is something that Russia has lost, but we have to build that also in the Nordic countries and also among the, uh, around the Baltic Sea region. Mm, keep that solidarity keep in place. That, so you, keep that It's un- a two-way street, yeah, isn't energy yeah, security? Yeah. Mm. And, and whatever we are doing now is building trust. I mean, if we can win this, we are much stronger together than we have been before. In this incredible turbulence, we've seen unprecedented situations,
0: in both in terms of prices, in terms of uh, what's happening also uh, in the Baltic Sea, in the pipelines, etc. What are the main lessons that we could learn
1: from this? I think that that now people know know sort of how important energy and electricity are and and, and people understand better how this market is functioning and and how the investments are are, are coming out because the media in Finland is is doing excellent articles and, and, and now people are interested to read them. They know more. And this is a nice industry because the better you know it, the more you trust it. It's so complicated that people think that something is happening behind the scenes because I don't understand. But when you read more, you also trust more. So that's good. That's good. And I hope
0: um, also that the same goes for, for Montel Montelius, Yuka. Uh, <laughs> but uh, um, uh, we're in a very uncertain situation in terms of the months ahead. Is there is there any... If I can draw any kind of optimism or any 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 light at the end of the tunnel, Yuka, is that something that maybe we can end on an optimistic note,
1: if possible? Yeah, I, and and it's easy for for me to do because we were in in the middle and we are in the middle of of modernization of the energy system and the electricity system, and whatever we do and and all the strategies we have had had help us also to get rid of Russian electricity So these two things are pointing into the same direction, green transition, whatever you call it. So Finland is going to be carbon neutral 2035. And this is actually my motivation. I have four kids and, and they have e- even kids. So that's where my motivation is, looking forward and the big vision. At the same time, we get rid of Russia, totally. Excellent. That's a great, great place to stop there. Thank you very much, Yuka
0: for being a guest on the Montel Weekly Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So listeners, you can now follow the podcast on our own Twitter account, aptly named the Montel Weekly Podcast. Please direct message any suggestions, questions or, you know, let us know if you if you think you have a good idea for a guest on the show. You can also send us an email to podcast at montelnews.com. Lastly, remember to keep up to date with all that's happening in energy markets on Montel News. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Thank you and goodbye.